Okay, everyone, so John Wick Chapter 4 has been out in theaters for pretty much a month now, and I've been pretty much waiting and waiting for the right time to do a ranking because I wanted to see John Wick Chapter 4 again, and I finally got to do so last weekend. So I'm going to be ranking all four of the films from the, from the worst to the best, in my personal opinion. Now, let me just start off by saying I think these are all very good to fantastic movies. So this is a ranking of pretty much just positivity. There's not much negative to be said here, like 90% of what, I, what I'll say, if not more, will be positives. But again, something has to be last and something has to be first. So if your favorite is last, just know it, this is my personal opinion. It's not supposed to be the definitive ranking. It is just my personal ranking. Now, this list will include spoilers for every John Wick movie, including Chapter 4, because I think if you wanted to see Chapter 4, you would have done so. It's been out for almost a month. So yeah, if you want to see Chapter 4, and if you, if, well, if you haven't seen it yet, just skip the segment when I talk about Chapter 4. So with that said, let's get started with this ranking. Sorry for being so late, but let's get into it. And coming in at last place for me is John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum. Now this has personally always been my least favorite ever since it came out, ever since I saw it at least, which was a few years after it came out. But I will say I did enjoy it more on this most recent rewatch, and it was closer to my next pick than I remembered it being. Now, this movie has some of the greatest action sequences I've ever seen. I mean, from beginning to end, it does a nice job of creating a sense of urgency and having every single fight add an extra layer of worry, I would say, to for John's potential eventual fate. The choreography and stunt work, I mean, from the second one, is just taken to the most ridiculous extreme following that. And Chad Stahelski and his crew managed to make every single action scene in here unique and have something that stands out about each of them and I mean just in terms of the action in terms of the standouts for me it's probably the knife fight and I mean the motorcycle chase are all timers in my mind John is now on the run from literally everyone imaginable after killing Santino in chapter two and he's given just a massive variety of opponents smaller and bigger than him more agile than him stronger and less reliant on harder punches. I mean, everything you could possibly imagine is thrown at him here. The locations and props used in each also vary a lot. I mean, the library fight is one of the most creative uses of everyday objects in an action scene I think I've ever seen. And the film reinvents action by using techniques that I honestly can't remember seeing before. I mean, these wide shots involving dogs are just insane. Halle Berry is a really nice addition to the film she isn't given that much screen time and it's unfortunate that she was never brought back to for anything else but i really liked what she added to the story i mean the motorcycle and horse chases have such long takes that i'm still stunned how they pulled it off and integrated in the visual effects so well and it, again the stunts just feel so real because they're actually happening stahelski weaves in the crew's immense dedication in, to creating the most immersive action possible does pay off here. And I mean, Keanu Reeves is just peak Keanu action hero in this, in this sequel. And he does such a great job of showing John's struggle and getting more exhausted throughout the movie, even if he's, he's not an Oscar-winning actor or anything. He really helps sell a lot of the tension in the action in a franchise which otherwise has a pretty invincible lead. I love that both Ian McShane and Lance Reddick had bigger roles and getting involved with the action which I really appreciated. And Winston and John also have one of my favorite scenes in the film in terms of finally giving John's character 
more clear motivations. And the mythology of the high table definitely gets expanded, maybe a little too much in my opinion, in some interesting ways. And I really liked the continuing involvement of the Continentals presence in other countries, and I really appreciated that. It's a really fun movie that's always entertaining and has such good action that a lot of my issues don't matter. But from a story perspective, this is by far the weakest of the four. It feels like in the middle act of the movie, is a, it's a complete waste by the time we get into the third act because it feels like there was so much setup that, that just went, to, went absolutely nowhere. And it didn't even have that much action in the middle, which makes it even weirder that they didn't try to speed it up or cut it down in some way. John's choices he makes and then backpedaling like 20 minutes later never really felt earned but also earned but also felt really frustrating as a viewer because it just felt like such a u-turn pacing issues are also created because of this middle act and i don't think the plot as a whole continues the story of john wick in a very satisfying way particularly since all the other movies i think do a good job at that and the final moments tease the movie that it felt like they wanted to make all along and it's kind of what the fourth one is when it felt like chapter three should have just been the fourth one and concluded everything this this part three of this four-part story feels inconsequential and i think that's really disappointing and i also think it's straining a little credibility by this point way more in chapter four but i kind of just gave up by that movie in terms of just how much of every city that John goes to is just made up of assassins. Coming in at third place for me is John Wick Chapter 2. This film smartly continues the franchise by using the world and lore building of the first as the basis for the next story, rather than to try to create a new cheap revenge plot that wouldn't be as satisfying. The best part about this film by far is the expansion and exploration of the world, something which is definitely not the case in the other two sequels in my mind. This underbelly of assassins, the high table and the continental is so fascinating with every little exchange John Wick has. There's so much history between him, the side characters, the world, where he's been, what he's done, what he meant to people, that it's hard not to be invested in in a lot of the dialogue scenes even. Even little moments like John visiting the tailor or getting his weapons selection are done with way more pizzazz than you than would usually be done in an action franchise. And the film continues to establish John's backstory and his global presence. The action here gets bigger and better than the first. I mean, right from the opening scene, the film ups the ante in every way from the first film. The choreography feels more intricately done. And this film is shot with way more dynamic lighting and style. Then the first, the colors are gorgeous, and so many of these beautiful, exotic locations are visited in the movie. And the movie just starts off with a bang, and then takes some time to really show us the layers of the world that John lives in. The action is set in cooler locations. The opponents that John faces are way more interesting. And even from a story standpoint, they are much more ferocious and and up to his standard when it comes to the fighting. It's not just him using gun food to mow down like a block of people. And there are some all-time great shootouts in this film. And the cave and shotgun shootout might be an entry in the top five greatest gunfights of all time in film history because it's so atmospheric and it has so much thought put into it. 
This film briefly explores John's motivation and whether what he's doing is really anyone else's fault or a product of the life he once lived. And I think the mirror sequence is another really great thing in capturing John's inner struggle. And unlike Chapter 3, this film does a pitch-perfect job of closing out the film story while still having the foundations for where the story would naturally go next and leaving it on a really good cliffhanger. And this close, this, the closeout of John's journey to free himself once again and settling a long-time grudge does pay off nicely by the end. And I mean, I, th- I think this movie still does a fantastic job of setting up the consequences of what John's action has done. Even in this brutal and, you know, violent world. And even in terms of the writing, I think it's very strong in that department. And this movie doesn't do that much wrong, but to me it is missing a bit of the drive of the first movie, and even a bit so of the fourth film. This movie touches on where John John is at as a person, but I think it feels a little too quaint in terms of just how much is there. We all love these movies for the awesome action, I know that, but and not, not always for the character work, but when I've seen it done greatly in this franchise at least once, I just miss it here a bit. I mean, the action is still stellar and perfect, but I think this movie does strain a little credibility like the third. There's a few fights in public, which I just cannot believe, like the one where they're literally shooting opposite each other, like, what is that, like, in a train station? I just, that scene always takes me out, and don't even get me started on, you know, like, it's a silencer, they wouldn't hear. I just cannot believe into that scene. But I have a blast watching this movie every time, and it does a lot of things better than even the first movie. It just lacks the emotional drive of that film. My runner-up is John Wick. The original was probably one of the biggest surprise movies I've ever seen. And the reason for that is because they managed to take such a silly concept that would normally be found in like a straight-to-home video action movie and turn it into one of the biggest action franchises of all time, and certainly the most popular grounded action franchise right now. They took this very generic concept of a retired assassin returning to his former life over the death of his dog very seriously and created an emotionally rich action film. It certainly has many funny moments and has nice nice winks, and the film definitely does. It's very self-aware, knows its place, so that you're right there with him. But it takes time to set up where John is at in his life so that you're really with him as a character. Part of what makes this movie work so well is Keanu Reeves. Though you can make fun of the guy all you want for his cheesy acting, but he puts 100% into almost all his roles, and he puts 200% into his performances as John Wick. He might have gotten himself in his, into his peak action physique for this series, and he brings such a presence in every scene, and there's many great moments with the character, and I think Keanu gets more moments in this movie than the sequels to really get the audience to connect with the character. The action, though, is what really got this franchise to where it is, and it's really good in this movie, too. They found a magnificent new angle to shoot the action from using wide lens and long takes that allow for every brutal fight to be seen in its glorious entirety. The choreography is unorthodox, especially for Hollywood, but reintroduced gun-fu into Hollywood movies, which I just will always be appreciative of this movie for. His fighting style is so unique, and it's just ruthless for a protagonist, but it works because they took the time to set up, again, an emotional drive for John Wick as a character. The film never even really makes you question what he's doing because of the, the great work it did setting up 
what John Wick, the brutal things John Wick does in this film. The film is also shot with a very muted color palette, and it's a complete contrast to the sequels. And while I do prefer that, I do think it works in this movie because the movie just feels angrier than the sequels, and it allows the action choreography itself to be front and center. And John Wick's interactions with the side characters was another standout here. I mean, it reveals such a history to almost everything in this world. And there's really just a great and quirky group of cast members that really elevate a lot of the more generic aspects of the script. The world feels so lived in and just well thought through. And I think this movie still has the best villain of the franchise, at least bar all the ones in the fourth movie, of the original three. This movie definitely has the strongest villain. And he's just very conflicted because of his previous relationship with Wick. And I think it really works because of that. And I think the world building really has elevated this franchise deeply. It's thrilling on every rewatch and it has an emotional drive that makes you get in and care about the character more than I think the sequels had. And this one I think more had had a destination we were heading towards. I think it makes for a more powerful film. I think my one issue with this movie is the third act. I think it really is what keeps it from being number one. At times it almost feels stylized a bit to a fault in the way it's edited, more so than the sequels especially in this third act, in a way that doesn't really work for me. And I think it's slightly anticlimactic. And I think it's just really hard to believe that Vigo could ever go toe-to-toe with John Wick. And it makes the final fight a bit lackluster. And I think the conflict itself and the way it's wrapped up a bit earlier is a bit awkward in terms of the way the story is structured. Even the choreography is less interesting, for that matter. But coming in at my number one, as you can probably guess by process of elimination, is John Wick Chapter 4. What I would call a modern-day action movie masterpiece. It is the best film of the franchise and has the perfect blend of everything people love about this series. The action is bigger, better than ever. It has even more crazy stylized choreography than any of the previous films and with way more ambitious cinematography. And lighting. And this one really made me notice how gorgeous these movies were to look at and how well made they actually were. And I think I didn't really realize that until I saw this movie in theaters. The fight sequence at the Osaka Continental might be my favorite action set piece of the whole franchise, filled with awesome kills and an amazing array of weapons used. Like, I just love, like, the nunchuck fight is just amazing. Each set piece looks so gorgeous and yet all feel unique from each other. Because partly of the characters involved, again, the weaponry, the vibe, the setting, and John's goal within that sequence and where he is in relation to the other characters. Some of the action is absolutely unbelievable in terms of how the crew, Chad Stahelski, and his team pulled it off. There's so many layers to every action scene. I mean, there's fights in traffic, which I still have no idea how they pulled off, and one involving a shot looking down that absolutely blew my mind when I first watched it and held up just as well on rewatch. I mean, the sequence up the stairs is just an all-timer in my mind, where you can really feel John's exhaustion exhaustion by that point. There's just so much effort put into making these movies look absolutely beautiful to the maximalist degree, and I'm so glad that the crew are finally getting recognition for their camera work on this particular film. And this film has by far the most focused story of the sequels that has clear objective throughout. It finally fixes the John Wick ending syndrome, as I'd call it, and probably leads to the most satisfied I've been watching any of these movies by the end and the resolution to the story and John's and John's journey finally being complete in a way that I think a lot of people expected I thought was very fulfilling and I really hope they don't undo that and come back for a fifth movie 
What elevates this movie in my mind, though, is actually the supporting cast. Obviously, Keanu is still killing it as John Wick, but I think Donnie Yen steals the show as Kane. The character has not only the funniest lines of the whole movie, he has just an amazing personalized action style. It also really helps that the world feels so fleshed out, and every interaction that John has has so much tangible history to it. And Kane himself is more of a compelling character than the movie lets you on early on, than I, and I, especially more than I expected from the trailers. Bill Skarsgård also enters the frame as easily the best main antagonist of the series, and he just chews up the scenery with his insane accent. And he's still just so menacing when he needs to be. The world building is also getting closer and closer to the high table itself, which makes this movie have some nice payoff in the climax in terms of what the franchise has been building up. And potentially most importantly, at two hours and 50 minutes, I think this movie is very well paced. And I think it's even better paced than all the John Wick movies so far, even though it's an hour and 10 minutes longer than the original. There's always time to breathe in some degree, and yet this film might have some of the most action out of any movie I've ever seen, and the stakes always feel there. John is always being pursued or knows something's coming as he races to clear his name, but the audience really has time to feel for the characters in this one. The dialogue itself I even thought was sharper, and I've heard some people make fun of the dialogue. I actually thought it was much better in this movie than the other ones. I just didn't mention it in the other ones because it didn't really stand out. Now, I do think the franchise is getting a little too over the top with how much John Wick can survive, particularly in this film. He's truly more invincible than ever, and it removes a bit of the tension, making at least, I would say, one or two of the action scenes feel more like light shows at times because they're just so colorful. It's not a big problem because the choreography is so impressive, but I think it stops this movie from being a classic, like a lot of my favorite 20th century action films are, such as Die Hard or Terminator 2 Judgment Day. I can't put this one quite to that level because, again, it's not as focused on making a compelling story with characters that I can root for and are vulnerable. But I do, And I do think there are a few rehash plot points from previous John Wick movies like John Wick 3. But anyways, that's really besides the point because John Wick Chapter 4 is my favorite of the series. It is number one in this ranking, and I hope you guys love the movie as me. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll catch you all next time. Bye-bye.